this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Simon McBride, welcome to Music Stories. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Now, um, I've listened to your new single called High Stakes, and uh, we'll talk more about that in a minute. That's that's a, an awesome, fast rock track, isn't it? And I think that's basically where you come from, isn't it? It's your, uh, your style. Yeah, you know, um, I grew up in the 80s, so you know, I grew up around all that kind of hard rock thing. Um, so, yeah, it's just basically... It's part of me now, you know. It's, it's I've done most of the work I've done over the years has all been in the rock vein, and uh, you know whether it's my own thing or whether it's I play for different artists like Don Airy or, or Ian Gillen or whatever, you know. So um, it's always I always end up going back to the rock thing. I've done many other things like you know I don't know funk, R and B, soul, everything you know in the past, you know. But uh, I, th- I feel you know this my my record kind of just truly represents me. As, yeah. as, as a musician. Now, well, that's so important, it is. isn't it? So you're being yourself when you perform. And you're an excellent guitar player. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than me. I can't play one. I don't think I actually ever picked up a guitar, ever. No. <laughs> so. no. Uh, it's a, it's a, playing guitar is one of those things. It's some people, when you pick it up, it's like a drug and that's it. You're hooked for the rest of your life. And mm. But some people just pick it up for a bit of fun, you know. So uh, for me, it was the, 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 the previous. <laughs> it was like a drug. So <laughs> that was it. Fantastic. How did music all start for you when you were much younger? I mean, how did you get into it? When did you realise that you were going to be, uh, more or less, uh, I would say, a rock star? Later in your uh, life, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, my my family, my dad always had music on in the house. You know, was always playing. Uh, well, whatever it was, whether it was Deep Purple or Zeppelin or yeah, Hendrix, whoever. So there was always music. My dad was a massive fan of that. Um, so yeah, so I started playing guitar and I was about nine, and you know he there was a guitar line around the house and you know i used to when my dad went to work i used to go and sneak in and bash the life and bash the living daylights out of it and make an awful racket mm-hmm. um so and then i then actually one day i started trying to actually play the thing properly you know and uh yeah and i remember my dad took me to see well, uh, gary Moore in a venue in belfast called the king's hall and um big venue you know big stage lights pa loud everything and i just at that point in time i went i want to do that now that was it and i was hooked and that's why i wanted that's that's when i decided this this is this is what i want to do and you know i've tried i've tried my whole life to do it and you know i'm finally getting there so it's uh, uh yeah it's I only know how to do one thing, and that's it. So I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't for even trying anything else, you know. So well, it's good to do one thing and be good at it, isn't it? Rather than lots of things badly. 
That is true. It's true. You know, what is the old saying? You know, uh, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I'm useless at everything else, but I'm good at this. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure being a talented musician, you'll be good at a few things if you tried. <clears throat> so that's good. So uh, then, did you uh, then go on to start up a band or something, or have you always been solo? Well, when I was younger, I, I was doing a lot of, you know, I was like this child protege because I was a very fast learner. And, uh, you know, I was on lots of different TV shows when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, and then I, I was doing like trade shows and stuff for like, you know, martial amps and things like that. And then I won UK Guitarist of the Year when I was 15. Uh, so, yeah, I was really mostly just doing sort of solo stuff. And then I joined a band called Sweet Savage, which are uh, were kind of like a, a heavy metal band from from Ireland. But their their previous guitarist was a guy called Vivian Campbell, who now plays for Def Leppard and, you know, moved on to various other things. So I, I stepped into his shoes when I was 16. And um, wow. so, yeah, we did various tours and various gigs and records and stuff, So uh, which was a lot of fun. So I kind of started... I threw myself into the deep end a little bit, you know. Um, I like to, don't get me wrong. I always I've always done like you know cover gigs and stuff like that as well because that's kind of where you you know learn how to cut your teeth in a way. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's, a, it's an experience, you know, doing yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, and then you know. It, then from a sweet savage thing, I moved on and I played with a guy called Andrew Strong from the Commitments. You know, Commitments was a big movie years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a singer on it. So I toured with him off and on for about five or six years after that. And, uh, you know, it just, I had enough after five, six years, you know, of, 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 of it. And then I, then I decided to come home when I, I packed it in. Not, not the guitar, just playing with Andrew. And like, it was just, it was all fine. There was no, you know, animosity or anything. It was just a case of, um, you know, some things run their course. And um, sure. so I decided to, I played in a few different original things, nothing really worth talking about. I didn't remember now, but uh, then I just started to, you know, I had enough of that and I was like, right, okay, I just want to do my own thing now. And then that's, mm-hmm. that's what kind of led me to do that. And then from there, I've done many, there you are. many other things. You know, you so. Yeah. But um, you mentioned uh, a little band that people may have heard of just now called Deep Purple. And, yes. and you've been touring with them. Yes, that's, that's awesome. That's fantastic. What's it like to to tour with a band that big? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, I've for me, it's 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 a you know it's an amazing experience. It's Deep Purple, you know, they're one of the the, the top you know three from the, that period of time. You know, you mm. you know you had Deep Purple, you had Zeppelin, and they had Black Sabbath. It's just like yeah. So uh, to, you know uh, to be part of that. History now is an amazing thing. Uh, they're amazing guys. They're great guys. They're great players. You know, still, you know, they're 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 a good bit older than me, but they can still play the shit out of their instruments. You know what I mean? So um, they're and I get on really well with them all. So I've known them for years now, anyway. So um, for me, it kind of it, it, well for them, I suppose picking me to play was kind of the obvious fit. Mm. You know, because I played with Gillen before and I played with Don Airy all the time. So and I know Roger and I know. PC. But yeah, it's fun. We just we just finished our, our first part of first leg of the tour, um, which was in Israel and Turkey and you know, places like that. And it was amazing. Great it was great, great, great fun to do. And um yeah, uh, 
There's lots of traveling involved, isn't it? I'm looking at your list, um, which is on your website. You know, you are literally all over the world, and it, it, yeah. must, it must be really tiring. To be honest, with Deep Purple, no, it's not it's easy. <laughs> to be honest, it's not. It's not that hard. It's harder uh, because you know you, they're at a level. It's you know where you know. Uh, just do yeah, it. Everything, everything's easy, you know, yeah. because it's like, you know, uh, when, when, when you're at a stage, like if I was doing my own shows, right, it would be a lot harder for me because I'd have to do a lot more. I don't you know. All I have to do is walk on stage, play guitar with Deep Purple. That's it. Yeah. So it's, uh, and the traveling, I don't mind the traveling. It's actually, I'm one of these weird people that kind of like it. You know? yeah. <laughs> Some people don't like our ports and all that stuff. I don't mind. And plus, you know, everything we, we everything's, you know, uh, it's all, you know, chartered jets and stuff like that. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. which makes life a lot easier, you know, yeah. so we leave when we want to leave things like that. So, but yeah, yeah it's amazing. It's amazing. So it's Fantastic. Fantastic. What sort of crowds do you get? You know, obviously they're, they're world famous. So they, they must be getting some big audiences. Yeah, it's an average of about ten thousand people a night. Um, so it's you know we are not that's just the arenas that we're doing. You know the festivals are even bigger. Um, so yeah, it's but it's been it's been amazing uh, uh, just even watching the audiences. You know because normally you think Deep Purple, okay, older band. You know it's going to be full of you know sixty euros plus, <laughs> but it, it's all kids. Really. Yeah, most of, like, we played various venues in, where was it, Macedonia? 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, all, all, like, thousands of I love kids. it. I was just like, this is mad. It's amazing to see that a band that's been on the road for, I don't know how many years now, and they're still, uh, they still appeal to the younger generation, which is amazing, you know. That's so, really good, isn't it? And, and a good thing because, for them, because... Uh, you know, if they didn't get a fresh, younger audience along, then you know, the, 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 their audience would all die off and there wouldn't be any. <laughs> so it's good yeah. to have some fresh, younger people come along. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. You know, so it is. It's 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 great to see the younger generation coming out to see, you know, well, I mean, I suppose the way you look at it, music, good music is just good music, mm. no matter what, how, what age it is. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah. So, uh, and what advice would you give to young people who might be listening to this, who uh, want to learn the guitar, who dream about being on stage with Deep Purple and the like? Um, what advice would you give to them? Because there's so many people struggling in the music industry, I would say most people. Um, but but <laughs> what uh, advice would you give, having been there and done it, to younger people who well, yeah, are dreaming it's, about it? It's a... Uh well, the music industry can be a cruel place. It can be, but it's very rewarding. My only advice for anybody is just, you know, well, it's you know, several bits. It's just, you you got to be the best at what you can be, you know, um, especially in today's market. As you said, there's so many people out there, so many great guitarists out there or bass players or drummers, and, and they're all just lined up waiting to, you know, take your slot so you always got to be you always got to strive to be the best of what you can be as a, as a musician or, or whatever discipline it is you do um and the other one is is just never give up you know you just you will get knocked down a thousand times just to get that one chance you know uh i've you know my career i've had you know times where i've thought is this worth it well you know why, why am i doing this I'm, you know but Look at me now. I'm I'm 43. Yeah, 
three and it's taken me uh, all this time to get where I am. I mean, it's taken me 33 years, you know, so uh, and I'm playing with you know, one of the biggest rock bands that there ever has been, you know, so it's you just never give up. You know, if you'd asked me three years ago, four years ago, would I be playing for Deep Purple? I'd, I'd have said, no, not a mission, you know, or but so you just never know. And it, it happens with lots of musicians. I know friends of mine who have done really well too. And it's the same thing. It takes a, a while. It depends, you know, there's different markets. A lot, a lot of guitarists go straight for the YouTube world now because it's in, in, instantaneous. But for me, I'm old school. I like to play in front of people and there's no better feeling in the world than standing up when, and, and 10,000 or 15,000 people screaming at you. Yeah. You know, it, it's an amazing, that's what I signed up to do in the first place. So, um, but yeah, just keep going. Never get ever, ever, ever give up. If that's what you want to do, you do it and you don't stop, you know? And yeah. That's all the advice I can give. I wish there, was, wish there was more direct advice. <laughs> no, that's very, very good advice. Yeah, I totally agree as well. Um, how, how have you and uh, Deep Purple uh, coped with the changes in technology? Because it's changed a lot, hasn't it? Not just, you know, uh, recording studios um, and mixing desks and stuff. Now it's a lot, it's all digital mostly. Um, and even the kit that you have on stage is different. How how have how have you coped with that change in technology in the music industry? Uh, well, with, within Deep Purple, you know, the, 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 you know, they haven't changed. They still it's loud as hell, you know, <laughs> and it's old school. It's old. It's amps. It's real. Everything is real. There's no, you know, digital modeling or anything. Mm. Nothing was on it. Everything is like my guitar rig is all valve amps and you know it's it's in don area keys it's all old wesley's cabinets proper real hammonds everything's real um so in that aspect they haven't changed and they will never change you know no. uh and why they why should you they don't for, need well, to no no i don't need to and it sounds better to be honest you know for yeah. life it sounds yeah. better yeah. Like out the front of the house, I know it's all different. You know, there's a lot of younger guys, the crew, they're all working in the front of the house. They're doing all the digital sound desks. And, oh. But we don't have to worry about that stuff because it's like, it's their job, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just go on stage and play. So, um, but on the other hand, you know, uh, um, you know, for myself personally, I, I you know, I know I, I use a lot of the digital stuff and in the studio and whatnot. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm well used to, you know the modern world that we live in you know so i'm i'm kind of still young enough that i can uh, uh, adapt pretty easily to both you know so yeah I, I, grew up, I grew up as i said in the old school ways but i've adapted to the modern way you know with youtube and videos and stuff like that so it's all part and parcel but now you gotta really just be you know uh, adapt to everything you know so. yeah move along with the times now let, let's talk about your album which is called fighter that's your first album if, if i think i'm correct in saying it, it's my first uh, uh, album with uh, ear music records you know i haven't done an album in about since 2012 which is my last one um but this is my first my debut album with ear music which is you know big label um so yeah it's yeah, I'm 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 proud of this album because it's it's as, as I said earlier, it's like a little snapshot of of my whole career and me, mm. you know, as a person and, and my musical influences and stuff. So, um, to be honest, it was finished before COVID, ready to go. But then, you know, we all know what happened: the pandemic hit, and we mm. so everything just shut down. So we just decided to hold it until 
you know, things sort of got back to normal, um, which thankfully they have, I think. <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, it's, um, I, I, yeah, and I had most of the songs recorded or written about four or five years ago now. So oh, wow. it's, it's, so it's kind of, for me, it's old <laughs> already, but, you know, yeah. for everybody else, it's new and current. So, but, um, and what's, yeah, not- what's the inspiration behind the songs on the album? Uh, when I write songs, I, I only know how to write songs about, you know, kind of personal experiences and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's all about, you know, just personal stuff to me and whatnot, you know, um, it's like, you know, like the fighter, you know, that's, uh, people ask me, am, am I the fighter? You know, and I, in a way I kind of am, you know, because it's the, it's really about just, as I said, never giving up and you just got to keep fighting for what you want no matter if, if it's a music industry or, or whatever industry like i did the video for it and the video was uh you know it was about a a, a swimmer but you know he it lost a leg but his goal was to keep swimming and that's that's all he wanted to do and you know um, and i can appeal to you know whatever people think about uh, or, or whatever problems they may have they're trying to overcome or things they want to do so mm-hmm. yeah it's all you know for me it's a it's about the music industry and i've fought my whole way through it you know uh, so uh, you know everything is kind of personal to me in a way mm-hmm. i don't know I, I i'm not very good at making up stories <laughs> <laughs> well it's good it, you know if you identify with it put more emotion into you know the music if it if it means something to you personally i would say yeah, well, that's the thing when you're when you're up there playing something and you you know you're th- you're thinking about the words and you know it's it, it just starts something inside you. Mm. I don't know what it is. It just you know it does that. Okay, tell me about high stakes, which is the single uh, just out uh, recently. What's that all about? Uh, as I said at the beginning, it's a very fast, fantastic rock track. Yeah, high stakes is one of the last ones I wrote uh, for the record. Um, it was me and two other guys, a guy called Dave Marks and Joe Webb. We wrote this one. Uh, now, what it's about is actually it's not very personal to me, so I'm contradicting myself a little bit. It's actually it's about Dave. It's it's personal to him. Um, but I thought it was a cool subject anyway. So, uh, you know, it's about it's about being in sort of like a, a, a toxic relationship, you know, with a, another partner who is very, you know, just it's it's all or nothing. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's and and that that same person kind of applied that theory to gambling, and you know, so yeah. gambling over the casinos and keep winning and winning and never knowing when to stop and just until they're broke. And yeah. that, that was just, that was the same in his in his personal relationship with this person. Yeah. So it was kind of like a double entendre when you know it was like a, you know a personal relationship, but also gambling. So that's why the term high stakes came along. Right. You know? Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a cool song, you know, it's got a you know catchy chorus and it's got, you know, it hints back to again to my 80s influences of like Van Halen and things like that, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of reminiscent of that a little bit. Simplest, I think. Anyway. I don't want to be this way no more.
talking to Simon McBride, uh, as you can hear, an amazing rock artist. Simon, uh, tell me about the backing tracks, the backing singers on that track, High Stakes. Um, was that you multi-tracking the back, it, or who, uh, was it, who was it? There's like a chorus in the back. I had various singers sing back and vocals on, on stuff because I uh, I sing some of the back and vocals, you know, but I layered them up. There was, there was a guy called Mitchell Ems. He sang back and vocals on it, and Dave Marks, the bass player, he sang BBs and and, and Joe Webb too. So there was multiple people who sang. You know, uh, I always prefer it that way because I don't I don't want to hear me sing back and vocals because mm. you know it yeah. doesn't sound like a proper. Mm-hmm. You need to, you need the, the different textures, the different voices to really you know uh, help that you know to um, sound like a, a proper chorus section. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah understand fantastic well uh, i wish you well with the the next leg of your tour uh, around the the planet yes thank <laughs> and you very much. say hi to the guys at deep purple <clears throat> hey we must do an interview with them that would be cool yeah sure <laughs> and um i'll leave that one with you and yeah. um your single high stakes is out now and your album the fighter is out now and they're both fabulous and people can find more information on you on your website, which is simonmcbride.net. Simon, thank you so much for talking to me on Music Stories. Thanks very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Music Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that it'll help and inspire others in the music industry. Get in touch if you've got a story to tell. If you would like a professional podcast made or would like training so you can do it yourself, I can help go to tonylloydradio.com Music Stories with Tony Lloyd